On today's show, I'm chatting with Melanie Warnick, author of This Is Where You Belong, Finding Home Wherever You Are. So here's the premise. A chronic mover embarks on a project to discover what it takes to put down roots and love where you live. Along the way, she shares findings that readers, whether new to town or longtime residents, can use to feel more connected to their community and this is where you belong, finding home wherever you are. Austin, Texas was supposed to be the city where Melanie Warnick and her family stayed forever, but soon after moving there, they packed their belongings and, like millions of restless Americans, ventured cross-country again to their fifth state in 13 years. This time, though, she had an epiphany. Rather than hold her breath and hope Blacksburg, Virginia, was her perfect town, she would figure out how to fall in love with her new home. The key? The science of place attachment. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show author Melody Warnick. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I was curious to find out how, you know, I I obviously read the book and I read all the material with it, but how did you decide to write this book? So for me, it was a really personal journey. I had moved through five states in about 13 years. And when I landed in Blacksburg, Virginia, um, that last move, I really just felt like, gosh, what does it take for people to, to feel at home in a town? We moved here, and for the first few months, it was just like, this place is not working <laughs> for me. And, you know, yeah. let's hit the real estate ads and move on again. Yes. Um, and I had a lot of friends in the same boat, people who were moving every few years and sometimes landed in places for, for jobs or schooling that just didn't click for them. Right. Um, so it became, for me, a, as a journalist, a matter of research. What, what does research say about how people settle down and put down roots in a town and um, what can I do to make myself happier where I am? It's interesting because I I moved a lot as a kid. I was here, there, and everywhere on the East Coast. Now I'm on the West Coast. And uh, you start to think, is it me? Or am I not giving this a fair shake? Or what's the deal? Right. And and it's not always clear. Um, Certainly some places you move and it just feels like a pretty good fit right Mm -hmm. from the start for for whatever reason. You know, I believe that places have personalities, just right. people do. And so sometimes you land in a place that just seems to fit your personality, you connect easily with the people you meet in town, and you're like, oh, this is this is heaven. Um, yeah. And then you move to the next town, and you're like, this does not work <laughs> for me. Um, but what I've found in researching place attachment, which is, you know, the science of that feeling of mm-hmm. being at home in a place, uh, is that no matter where you end up, no matter how much you like it right off the bat, you can actively, proactively change your feelings about it. You can work to um, kind of build a better relationship with your town. It kind of reminded me of like, I'm somewhat of an introvert. You go to a party and you you just sit, stand in the corner and you don't make an effort. You have to get out there and volunteer and get to know the ins and outs of your community and make an effort. Yeah, and I'm a huge introvert, too. I talk about it a lot in the book. (laughs) Um, You know, some of the things that are sort of the standards for feeling, you know, feeling connected with your neighbors or your town sort of require a little extra effort if you're an introvert. Even the, the things 
like meeting your neighbors um, or going to events in your town. Sometimes you have to push yourself. But really, um, when you push yourself, there often, almost always, is a reward at the end. You know, like you get to know someone new or you just feel like you did something to make your life a little richer than if you had stayed home with the Internet. Right. (laughs) So were there some surprises along the way as you were researching this book? Um, Yeah, definitely. One of the things that surprised me was, first, how often Americans move. About 12% of Americans move every year, and over a lifetime, most of us move about 11.7 times. Um, But on the other hand, there's a huge contingent of people who don't move at all. About 36% of Americans still live in their hometown. Really? So... Yeah, so when it comes to geography, we're a pretty divided nation, as we are in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I've, um, that really interested me was that you can kind of divide us all up into three types of people when it comes to place. You know, there are people who are really mobile, mm-hmm. who are at a time in their life when they're just moving a lot. Then there are people who are stuck, meaning they may have been in a place for a while, but they're not really happy there. They're complaining about it. They don't love it. Uh, And then there are people who are rooted. So those are the people who may or may not have been in their town forever, but they're happy, they're content, they, they feel satisfied there. The big difference between those two last groups, rooted and stuck, really is just your attitude toward it, right? You know? Sure. Everyone knows people who, you know, live in your same town, and some people just love it, and they they can't imagine living anywhere else, and some people are just like, oh, this place is a hole, you know, I can't wait to move, and they live in the same place. Right. So it really is just your your choices of behavior and what you focus on. Yeah, but, no, that makes complete sense. What about for people who have kids, you know, and... As a parent, you don't want to uh, jump to conclusions immediately about where you've moved to, and then that opinion negative, let's say, rubs off on your kids. I mean, advice for parents? Yeah, I think what you said is exactly right, that um, it, it's easy for parents to move to a new place and be like, oh, this is, you know, the traffic, the weather, or right. whatever, and kids pick up on that stuff. So I like to tell parents, to when you move to a new town, which a lot of people do during the summer, treat it like an adventure. Like this new place is your personal theme park and you are just going to explore it and figure out what it has to offer. So even in a really small town, it could be stuff like we're going to try all the ice cream and donut shops, or, <laughs> you know, which is always a winner. Right? Oh, yes. Um, or we're going to go to all the parks, or we're going to, you know, go to the river or the mountains, get out in nature. So uh, a lot of building that feeling of place attachment is about having positive experiences where you live. I call it putting pins in the map. You want to a, a series of happy memories for your kids. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, point to that place and say, that's where we went and, you know, had a picnic, or that's where we tried the amazing chocolate ice cream. And they have kind of these happy memories that make them want to stay where they are. Yes. 
It's, you know, I remember moving, um, living in Brookline, Massachusetts, and after a while thinking, I, I want to leave, and then meeting my husband, and he showed me this new appreciation. And I think you need to explore everything the community has to offer. And a lot of times there might be a brochure that comes in the mail with classes or things to do, or it's good to be really open. Yeah, one great tip that I got from a couple people who had moved to new towns was to just ask around, like, you know, when you're new in a community, and actually this works even when you've been in your community for a long time, ask people, hey, what's your favorite restaurant around here? Or where do you take your visitors, your out-of-town guests? Or if you had a free Saturday, what would you do around here? And you ask that, you know, when you go to a restaurant or you're at the farmer's market, and you uh, you get all these different opinions, and you may be surprised that you're learning about things you've never heard of, even if you've lived in your town for a while. You know, I was going to ask what are some of the easiest things people can do, and it sounds like asking, you know, people. You couldn't even ask people you don't really know. Yeah, I mean, the people who live in your town are the experts on your your community. So, um, you know, I personally like to subscribe to... Um, the local newspaper or, you know, online event listings. So I always know what's going on in town. Um, But, you know, communities are full of assets that may not be immediately recognizable. I grew up in Southern California, and because of that, (laughs) um, for a long time, I think I thought, a town isn't really great unless there's Disneyland nearby. (laughs) You know, like, um, I was just used to this of theme park mecca and i started moving to towns that were a lot smaller you know ames iowa and blacksburg virginia and if i had decided well you know there's no theme park so this can't be a great place i would have been pretty bored but instead you know here where i live now i have forced myself to go to a few uh virginia tech football games even though i hate football (laughs) because that's what my town is good at you know this is the university's here, everyone's really into it, and and I have learned to enjoy it, which is shocking. That is, yeah, because I don't know if I'd ever be convinced to love football. <laughs> Good for you. Ten minutes of it. That's so funny. One of the things that I love about a town or any kind of neighborhood is walkability. Uh, does that make a big impression on you? Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Um, there's a lot of research showing that people really have come to recognize walkability as something that makes towns really livable. It makes it feel really, um, you know, like a community, like you can connect with people. So uh, I always tell people, if you're moving to a new town, try and land in, in a house that's walkable to things that you use, the library or the grocery store. Um, but even if you live on the outskirts of town, make an effort to, to go into town and, and park and walk around. When I first moved to uh, my town in Virginia, I would take walks for exercise, but I found that simply, you know, spending a half an hour walking through my neighborhood every day made it familiar. I became really familiar with the geography, and that made me feel like, hey, I'm getting it here. Um, And also, you start to see the same people, you see the same dogs, you see the same pink plastic flamingos in people's yards. And that kind of 
familiarity is part of what makes you feel like um, you belong, like you have a sense of ownership for where you are. I agree. I love how you talk about in the book um, buying local. And, you know, it, that makes such a big difference when you get out in your community and you get to know the different groups or, you know, businesses or whatever it is. Yeah, one of the things I realized um, is that every community in the U.S. practically has an Applebee's and, you know, a Walmart and a Target. Mm -hmm. And um, what makes our towns individual, what gives them their personality is the stuff you can't find everywhere, the locally owned businesses. But in order for them to survive, you have to actually shop there. (laughs) You know, it's not enough to... Um, you know, go to the local, uh, locally owned bookstore and make your list of books you want and go home and buy it off Amazon. You have to actually pay for things uh, in the store. And there's this thing called the local multiplier effect. Research has shown that when you buy things in local independent businesses, about three times the money continues to circulate locally than if you bought things from big box stores or chains. So I know that for a lot of people, it can be more complicated to try and buy things locally, and it can be a little more expensive than buying online. But I tell people, pick one thing, you know, whether it's books or birthday presents or, you know, photography equipment. Pick one thing and, and just commit to buying it in your town from a local business. It's a huge way to help your community thrive and help it to maintain its its unique character. No, I love that idea. I remember visiting Boulder, Colorado, and I still have this platter and bowl set, and it was from this beautiful local, you know, family-owned business that made pottery. And, you know, you just feel really good about doing that? Right, you do. And when you do it in in your community, you tend to get relationships that go along with it. You know, right. like I have never uh, thought of being friends with the sales clerk at a store, you know, like mm-hmm. I am from the internet generation and we have anonymous transactions where we purchase things and that's sure. it. Um, but I found that as I shop at local businesses, I've actually gotten to know some of the people who own the businesses and have developed friendships with them, which is a really cool side effect. A a lot of what makes us feel at home in our communities is um, having a broad social network, you know, having Mm -hmm. friends and um, people that when you go to the movies in your town or you go to an event, you're like, hey, I know them. Um, Yes. They don't have to be your best friends, but just people you recognize, you can have a conversation with. When when you have that in your town, that is place attachment. That is when you really feel like, I belong here. I love that. So we only have a couple more minutes, but let me ask you, because the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. So for somebody that comes to a town, because I'm sure you've probably felt this, I know many people have, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? And they get into a funk. What advice would you give them? Um, I would say invest. Um, place attachment, when, when you look at it, really is about how, how much you feel like you can have an impact on 
on your town. And the thing is, you can have an impact without running for office, without having a ton of money, um, you know, without even getting permission sometimes. I have a chapter in my book about placemaking, which is this concept of, you know, doing things that make your town better. And um, there are a lot of ways to do that that um, are really doable for anyone. One of the people that I write about is a woman named Jen Prod who moved to Minneapolis. She didn't know anyone. So she started doing kind of like these mini kindness projects where um, she took a hula hoop downtown and she challenged people to hula hooping contests. I love it. Or she, she baked a cake and she walked around and gave out free slices or she printed out jokes and she posted them on walls <laughs> in downtown Minneapolis. And it was just really easy stuff. The people loved it and she loved it and it made everyone happy. So it was a fantastic idea for how to feel you know, more connected and happy in your town. I love it. So, Melody, where can people find out more about you? You can go to my website, which is my name, MelodyWarnick.com. It has links to buy the book. It has more information about me in the book. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter. Perfect. Thank you so much. And, oh, one last thing. Are you on social media? I am. And it's, I'm on Instagram mostly and Facebook and Twitter, all just under my name, Melody Warnick. Perfect. Thank you so much for calling into the show. It's great chatting with you. Thanks so much, Janine. If you missed any part of this segment with author Melanie Warnick, author of This Is Where You Belong, Finding Home Wherever You Are, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And if you want to find out about being a guest on the show, you can send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. Get the Funk Out.